Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Westella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 4th of January, the fourth day of 2021, affording us this sumptuous spread of 361 days ahead, leading more than a few of us to believe 2022 is a long way away. Toward the end of last week, the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases worldwide had topped 83.6 million, amounting to an increase of at least 3.9 million cases globally since the week before. The number of confirmed cases in the United States near the end of this past week bordered on 20 million, an increase of over 1.4 million cases since the week before. Currently, the World Health Organization reports more than 50 COVID-19 vaccine candidates are in trials and is working to facilitate the equitable access and distribution of proven vaccines to protect people in all countries. As of this past week, the United States Food and Drug Administration has continued its Emergency Use Authorizations, or EUAs, for the Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine and the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. And the CDC, or Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, has recommended giving COVID-19 vaccines in the following phases. 1A, healthcare personnel and long-term care facility residents. 1B, frontline essential workers and people aged 75 years and older. And 1C, people aged 65 through 74 years and people aged 16 through 64 years with underlying medical conditions and other essential workers. My 93-year-old mother, for example, currently in a rehabilitation facility in Bangor, recuperating from a recently fractured shoulder, is scheduled for an inoculation clinic to be held this week. Elsewhere concerning COVID-19 on the planet, India has been maintaining a close second place worldwide this past week with 10.3 million confirmed cases of the novel coronavirus. Brazil continues in third place worldwide with 7.7 million confirmed cases this past week. Russia continues in fourth place, having about 3.2 million confirmed cases. And France remains in fifth place with about 2.7 million confirmed cases. The UK, though having already for three weeks administered vaccine doses, is surging with a new strain of the virus and is now in sixth place with 2.5 million confirmed cases, only 200,000 cases ahead of Turkey, which has 2.3 million confirmed cases and is now in seventh place. Deaths from COVID-19 globally by this past Friday were nearing 1.9 million. Total confirmed COVID-19 deaths in the United States near the end of this past week were over 346,000, an increase of at least 16,000 deaths from the previous week. In other words, nationwide, COVID-19 has been killing, on average, at least 2,285 United States citizens per day. That's three people every two minutes. Important to remember is that the United States has only about 4% of the world's population, but we currently have at least 24% of the world's confirmed COVID-19 cases and about 18% of the world's COVID-19 fatalities. So we continue as the number one hotspot for coronavirus deaths on the planet. Beyond doubt, COVID-19 couldn't ask for a better country to inhabit. We have proved from the beginning to be the most hospitable to the virus. One might easily wonder, will 2021 be the year we collectively, as Americans, get truly serious about fighting COVID-19? 
Elsewhere internationally, second place in COVID fatalities goes again to Brazil, having over 195,000 deaths since the beginning of the pandemic. India is again in third place, having 149,000 deaths. And Mexico remains in fourth place with close to 126,000 deaths since the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. Heavenward this past weekend, on the day after New Year's, the Earth was at perihelion in its elliptical orbit around the Sun, meaning we were at our closest point to the Sun for 2021. Tomorrow night late, look south in the pre-dawn sky to find our last quarter moon keeping close company with Spica, the brightest star of the constellation Virgo the Maiden. Today in, 60, today in 1666, Samuel Pepys, who in his diary had been keeping track of the burgeoning bubonic plague in London since April 1665, writes, quote, With great joy I received the good news of the decrease of the plague this week to 70 deaths and but 253 cases in all, close quote. Pepys had begun his diary on New Year's Day, 1660. Today in 1847, Samuel Colt sold his first revolver pistol to the United States government. Also today, that same year, the Bronte sisters, Emily and Anne, sent manuscripts of their respective works, Wuthering Heights and Agnes Gray, to publisher T.C. Newby in London. Today in 1943, Thomas Mann completed his tetralogy, Joseph and His Brothers. Today, in 1896, in Pekin, Illinois, Republican statesman Everett McKinley Dirksen was born. In relatively quick succession, he attended the University of Minnesota, served in the U.S. Army in World War I, became a washing machine manufacturer, the manager of a dredging company, and a bakery operator, eventually in due course becoming financially well-off, so that in 1930 he left business for politics in 1932, winning a seat in the House of Representatives, 18 years later to win a seat in the Senate, where he became the Republican leader and well-practiced in flowery oratory that earned him the nickname the Wizard of Ooze. In a different century from Dirksen, we're dealing with a different sort of ooze, one that English Romantic poet John Keats would say is gradually making us negatively capable. In a letter to his brothers, Keats defines negative capability as, quote, capable of being in uncertainties, mysteries, doubts, without any irritable reaching after fact and reason, close quote. A month from now, we will be entering our second year of just such an extended setting of uncertainties, mysteries, and doubts, requiring us to, despite the associated stresses, somehow foster sufficient resiliency to keep going, to develop enough motivation to safely find our way through the pandemic. Today is also the birthday of Archbishop of Armagh, James Usher, in 1581, who calculated by way of Genesis that the world had begun in 4004 BC. Of physicist and astronomer Isaac Newton in 1643. Of philologist and folklorist Jacob Grimm in 1785, of educator and inventor Louis Braille in 1809, of shorthand inventor Isaac Pittman in 1813, of football coach Don Shula in 1930, 
of boxer Floyd Patterson in 1935, of actress Diane Cannon in 1937, and of neo-traditional country music singer Patti Loveless in 1957. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to the third official week of winter. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs>